Well, glory to God. If you are someone who loves exercise, loves keeping fit, well, I have a word of encouragement for you today. God wants to speak to you in your workout time. And I'm sure if you're listening to this and you are a believer, I'm sure you're already living this. In fact, God speaking to you as you're pumping weights, as you're hitting the pavement, doing a long run, whatever you do, God wants to speak to us throughout our day, including our exercise time. Of course, our dedicated time in prayer, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, in the Word is crucial. But and God will speak to us in the varying other aspects of our day. And that happened to me today as I was starting my day doing a weights and Pilates session, God spoke to me very powerfully. And it is that message that I want to share with you today. And if I had to title this message, and I will title this message, it will be, and it is, God does want us to be successful. God wants us to be successful. The scriptures tell us from the very first book in the Bible, Genesis, all the way through to Malachi, the end of the Old Testament, from the Gospels, all the way through to Revelation, from the Beginning to the end of the scriptures, God tells us he wants us to prosper. It glorifies God when his children prosper. If you are a businessman, God wants you to be successful in that. If you are a mother, God wants you to be successful in that. If you are an actress on the stage in Hollywood, God bless you. If you are called to that, God wants you to glorify his kingdom in that. And he wants you to be successful in that. If you are a teacher, he wants you to be the best teacher that you can be. He wants you to win awards for your teaching. If you are a doctor, he wants you to crack through limitations in your career. He wants you to bring about breakthroughs. He wants you to, yes, win prizes, yes, win awards. He wants you to have promotion and financial success and career prosperity. This is God's will for you. And faithfulness means success. And I want to bring this to the scriptures before I go any further. And just look at the book of Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah, a brief summary is uh, talking about the real rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. Now, let me find it. I've been flicking through (laughs) uh, the scriptures today as I've been studying this message because ah oh, it is just such a such a strong theme all through the old and new testaments all right so here i am in nehemiah chapter 1 starts right at the beginning now i'm going to summarize it for time's sake but i'll speak out and preach some specific verses so basically nehemiah was called by god to rebuild the walls of jerusalem but he was a an employee he was the cupbearer for the king of the persian uh, district and artaxexus i think you pronounce the name of the king artaxexus and he needed favor to be released from his employment and to go back to jerusalem And he said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God. This is chapter one, verse five. You who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and are faithful to your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open so that you may hear the prayer of me, your servant, which I pray before you now. O Lord, I pray, this is jumping down to verse 11 now, 
Please let your ear be attentive to this prayer, to the prayer of your servant who desires to fear your name. Let me prosper this day, I pray, and grant me mercy in the sight of this man, the king. So he went before the king to ask him if he would be released to go back to Jerusalem. I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. This is chapter two now, verse six. The king said to me, how long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set a time. Further, I said to the king, if it pleases you, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. A letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God. So the king set him free from his employment. He said, yep, you can go. He got favor with this king that he was in service to. The king gave him his blessing, gave him letters to give to the leaders of these other regions, to give him the resources that he needed to build, rebuild the temple, rebuild the wall, I should say, of Jerusalem. Glory to God. This is, quote, unquote, impossible impossible stuff. And we can apply this to our life because I know, I know that I, in my own work life, in various business dealings, face situations like this where I'm facing someone who is way above me in authority and power and I need them to favour me in order to give me quote unquote impossible success and favour in the workplace or the business and dealing. And God just swoops in and they say, yes, yep, I'll give you that and I'll give you a letter so that you can get through these other people and they'll give you what you need to do the job. And I'm telling you that this word is alive and active. You can apply this to your life today. God wants you to have favour. He wants his children to have unusual favour in the workplace. People that don't even like you will want to be good to you. People who don't even like you will want to say good things about you. People who don't even, who shouldn't want to bless you will want to do great things and will give you money and time and great recommendation, great reputation boosting to the people that you need to have favour with. This is the truth of the word of God. And again, why I'm so passionate about it, because if we do not want to know what God says and what God wants for us, How are we going to possess the promises? So that's Nehemiah. That's example one. Another beautiful scripture that I love is in 2 Chronicles, the prayer of Jabez. If you have been in the Christian circle for longer than 10 years, longer than probably 10 months, actually, you will have heard this prayer of Jabez. It goes through bouts of popularity, really. All the scriptures have as much power. It's funny when certain scriptures suddenly come up on the scene and everyone's praying the prayer of Jabez, but it certainly did get a boost of popularity about 10 years ago and everyone was claiming the prayer of Jabez. But every scripture has as much power as that particular prayer. But this one is great. Prayer of Jabez in 2 Chronicles, it says, Oh Lord, he cried out to the Lord, Jabez did. Oh Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Protect me from all evil, from all adversity. 
Let me be only blessed, Lord. That's what he said. Oh, Lord, enlarge my territory and bless me indeed. And God granted him his request. Brothers and sisters, whoever is listening to this, I am a living witness that this scripture works. The power of God at work in this scripture has done the same thing in my life. I'm telling you, and I'll also warn you, if you pray this prayer, be prepared prepared to God for God to answer you and to give you what you ask for. Because I prayed this prayer and I think it was a week later, I found out that I had been made redundant <laughs> from a position and God being God opened up a door that was 10 times bigger, 10 times better, 10 times greater in influence, prosperity, financial recompense, everything than the previous job. And I know that it was a direct answer to the prayer that I had prayed. That's one example. I've had so many other examples of God coming through and going, right, you want your your territory to be expanded? Here it is, daughter. This is what you asked for. So, God wants your territory to be expanded. Territory expansion means prosperity, success in whatever sphere you are in. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for us. Proverbs 3, 4, it says, Never let truth or mercy leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And in doing so, you will have favour and high esteem in the eyes of God and man. What do you call that? Success. Psalm 5.12, this is another one I pray pretty much every day, actually. I declare this over myself and other people. Favour surrounds me like a shield. Favour surrounds me like a shield. Oh God, you bless the righteous, it says. You surround her with favour like a shield. Someone needs to hear that today. In fact, I declare that over you. If you are needing favour in your life, and even if you feel like you don't need favour, Who doesn't need an extra bout of favour in their life? But I bet 99% of people who are listening to this today want and need favour in their life, in the workplace, in a relationship, finances. So many people struggling with finances. You need financial favour. Well, I declare it today according to Psalm 512. Oh Lord, you bless the righteous, those who have a repentant and receptive heart towards you, who are sorry for their sins and who want to live rightly before you. You bless the righteous and you surround them with favour like a shield. I declare that shield of favour over everyone listening today, over myself as I preach this word, that your favour would surround us like a shield and we would attract unusual blessing, unusual prosperity, unusual success that will leave us in the world just going, how did that happen? Glory to God. And the last scripture that I'm going to use, and I'm going to try and wrap this up in 15 minutes, is from Luke 2.42, which talks about Jesus after he had been uh, growing up as a child of Mary and Joseph, and he'd been dedicated in the temple, and the scripture where he was lost after they'd been to the temple, and Jesus and Mary lost him on the way back, and they went back and they found him in the temple. It says he returned to Nazareth and he grew in stature and wisdom and grew in favour with God and man. He grew in favour. Jesus himself, if Jesus himself had favour with man, we as his co-heirs also have favour with God and man. Let me assure you, you will have persecution. Oh yes, you will. But you will have 
divine, glorious, ridiculous favour trumping that in Jesus' name because it is written in the Word of God. So let's remember that today, that we hold the Word of God above any other quotes, human quotes, that God does want us to be successful. He wants us to be faithful. Yes, that is what he's calling us to do, to be faithful and obedient to what he has called us to do, his assignment for us on this earth. And in being faithful, we will have good success. This is what the word of God says. The word of God is true. The word of God cannot return void. It will not return void, but it will accomplish that which he purposes and succeed in the thing for which it was sent. That's what it says in Isaiah. The word of God cannot fail. This is true for you. Claim it today and I pray and believe and declare that you and I will live today blessed, fruitful, successful lives in Christ.